everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. friends. Welcome to the third installment of our Back to School Let It Be podcast edition. We have gotten to hear from so many voices from teachers to middle and high school students. And today you are going to get to hear from a college voice. I'm so excited to have this different perspective of the space between being a student still under your parents' care and a full-blown adult. So today I have my friend, someone I have known the majority of her life, Ashley Singleton. So Ashley, why don't you just tell us who you are, where you go to school, some of the things that you do, and what this year might look like for you. Thanks, Becky. I'm so excited to be on this podcast today. And like you said, you know, I've known you my whole life. I know. And I've had the privilege of watching your kids grow up. So that's And you've crazy. known them their whole lives. Right, exactly. Um, but like you said, I am a senior at Liberty University, which is a really exciting time for me. And, you know, I wish I knew a little bit more of what this year was going to look like with COVID and everything. Um, but as of now, I'm starting classes soon and I'll be interning with Liberty Marketing. And I've had the privilege of working a little bit with them in the past. So I'm super excited about all that. Mm-hmm. Well, our oldest is very excited to start her college visits and check out Liberty. I know she has really gotten a lot of interest in the school simply because she loves you so much and you love the school so much. So I'm excited to have her experience, even though it'll be a not normal scenario, but to have her experience that hopefully sometime this fall. So let me tell our listeners just a little bit about our history. We used to go to church together and we came to that church in 2003. So you would have been how old? Five. So you, you were just this tiny little thing. One of my favorite pictures, I think every time it shows up on my time hop, I send it to your mom. But one of my favorite pictures is a picture of you and Elle. She was, you were, well, let's see, if you were five when we came, then you were six when she was born. So you were probably like eight in this picture and she was two and just had those chubby little cheeks. But this is what I love about Ashley. I have gotten to see you grow from this beautiful little toddler into an absolutely physically beautiful adult, but just your heart and what is on the inside is it's just so exciting to see the fulfillment of who God has created you to be come to life as you've grown up. And I've been able to have a front row seat and I'm just really, really grateful for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And our, you, our kids were under your care for many summers as you were our full-time babysitter. And I think they really got sad when I didn't need a sitter anymore because they still wanted to have their buddy Ashley hanging out with them at the pool all summer. We had so much fun. I know. I know. It's just been so great for for all of us. Well, let me ask you a few questions because this year for everyone who's walking through doors and hallways of schools, it's going to look completely different. So let's just kind of start off. Let's take COVID out of the picture. And if you could just tell us now that you're a senior and you have almost your entire college experience behind you, what, because you went to a public high school, what have been some of the greatest differences? And it doesn't necessarily need to be that it's 
public school versus a Christian college, but just some of the greatest differences between your high school experience and your college. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I went to a public high school, which is obviously very different than going to a private Christian university. Right. Um, I would say, you know, even more than that, and the fact that, you know, the professors are praying before class, Mm -hmm. just those obvious differences. I would say my relationships and my friendships are Mm -hmm. so much greater being in college. They're much deeper. I mean, you know, I'm finding friends here where Jesus is the center of their life and at the center of everything they do. So naturally those friendships are so much deeper. And I think that has been the biggest difference and something that I've enjoyed so much being in college. So what does that look like for a college student? Because you're still, like I said, in that space between where you're a student, you don't have the full-blown responsibilities that will come as soon as you walk across that aisle and graduate. But So what does that look like for a college student to have Jesus as the center? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually talking to a friend a little bit about this the other day. We're like, we are in such an interesting time in our, in our lives mm-hmm. where some people see us, you know, you're just 21, you're young. Mm-hmm. And then some people are giving us, you know, opportunities and want our input. So it is such an interesting time being 21, knowing that you have your whole life ahead of you, but it's also kind of starting soon. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. But I think, you know, having Jesus at the center, waking up, getting in the word, um, mm-hmm. having a devotional that you love. And then surrounding yourself with people that you can talk to about those things, mm-hmm. people that will hold you accountable, but will also meet you where you are. is oh, super great. amazing. And I have that here at Liberty. Yeah, that's great. I think that's such a great life lesson too, that thankfully you're learning at such an early age. That community is not just important when you're in those four years, which I will say are, they will be some of the best four years of your life. They were that way for me. And if I could go back and do them over again, I totally would because it was just such a great experience. But that is something that you should and your whole generation should take with you as you move into adulthood, just because you have a built-in community because you are physically living with other people. Don't let that go just as you move into your adulthood. It is so important to continue to surround yourself with community who will challenge you, who will grow you, who will pray for you, support you, and in turn, you can continue to lead to. It's so, so critical. So tell me, I know, and this isn't necessarily a, I know you've had a lot of opportunities at Liberty, so it's not that we're like promoting the school, but you've had a lot of experiences that have been on a platform. So tell us a little bit of what you've learned and the opportunities that you just mentioned that have been given to you, even in spite of the fact that you're in your early 20s. Yes, absolutely. I have been given, like you said, so many opportunities since being here at Liberty. Um, And I think one thing that I've learned over time here is, you know, how to be bold, Mm -hmm. how to be brave and how to be fearless. I think my whole life, you know, I've been told to do that. I've been encouraged to do that. And obviously we see great examples in scripture of people that are like that. However, being in college, getting phone calls saying, Hey, will you do this? And I'm like, I'm not qualified to do that, Mm. you know, but just stepping out, trusting Jesus and his plan and saying, okay, I'm going to be bold here. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be fearless and I'm just going to do it. So I think with all of my opportunities, I think that is the biggest thing that I have to keep in mind and I have to keep telling myself 
And I think that's the reason I've been able to do all of these incredible things here at Liberty. Yeah, that's so great to have these giftings that God has given you. And you are naturally wired to be an extroverted, experiential person. But then to have those opportunities that you say, you know what, I'm going to really embrace those and take those on is such a it's such a great opportunity for someone of your age to just get that because whether you do anything in a career with the experiences that you've gained in college or not, it's just such great life building skills that you'll be able to take on into, I think of into life. I think of all of these things, these opportunities that I had, because I also went to a Christian school. So had a lot of opportunities to speak to the student body, to be on stage, to lead different organizations to travel on a promotion team for the school that I guess I could look back and say, well, I've used some of those. I've tapped into some of those skills for my career. But I would say more than anything, even in the last 10 years, I have found their usefulness in ministry in ways that I never thought, wow, all of those skills that I developed when I was so young, God has now purposefully used in a later season in my life. So that's super exciting. Um, so what are, what are some of the things that you do? Uh, Cause I know you've, you've actually been behind the camera some at Liberty, right? So what have been some of those opportunities that are really unique to you? Yeah. So my, my title last year was Liberty marketing representative. And under that is a, a bunch of things. So a few of the things that I did, I was recruiting. So I would go to, you know, a sea fall panel, which is college for a weekend and the worried moms are asking questions and I get to sit on stage and, you know, kind of try to make their mind at ease that their kid would be coming to an incredible place. And um, I also have the privilege of working as an LU co-host, LU TV co-host, where we just kind of chat about different things going on around the campus. And so, yeah, a little bit of the PR side, the athletics marketing side, and also with some broadcasting in there too. So it's so been fun. absolutely incredible. Do you hope to do anything with that in the future? Or are you still just trying to, you know, wade through the water and see what's next? Yeah, I mean, definitely one of those things. Those yeah. are all very different things. So I'm just going to focus this year on seeing where where it is that I fit best and where it is that God wants me. And then one of those directions will be the direction I'll just start running in this year. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. You have so many things ahead of you that could just be amazing opportunities. What is one thing that you have learned that no one could have taught you? You know, going back, this reminds me of what I said earlier about, you know, being bold and being fearless. I think that is something that's, you know, told to you and you're encouraged to do it. But being in college, until I actually saw myself doing it, I didn't know how to do it. You know, mm. it's not something that you can just hear and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to be bold. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to step out in faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know scripture tells us 365 times, one for every day yeah. to fear not. So I think just until you start doing that, it's not something that can necessarily be taught to you. And have you found that like in opportunities or in experiences with relationships or where have you felt that calling or that ask to be incredibly bold? I think I think in all of those, you know, my friendships, my relationships, um, and with work opportunities, because like I said, you're getting a call and you're asked to do something and you're kind of like, okay, what, how am I going to do this? Or, you know, you feel the Lord telling you 
to maybe move move away from something that you thought was comfortable or to move towards something that is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think I've just never seen that more than I have in my past three years of being a college student, of being pulled kind of in different directions and just having to really let go and let God. Yeah, that's so that's so good. I it's I'm just kind of overwhelmed listening to you talk because you sound like you're 10 years beyond your actual years in just wisdom and knowledge. It's so it's hopeful for the next generation. It's so encouraging. If this year is obviously going to look completely different for everybody. And we've talked about that at length. I think probably our entire nation is tired of talking about that at length. But what what is it specifically going to look like for you at your, at your university? And are there any losses that you're, as a senior, going to be grieving? Yeah, absolutely. I think here at Liberty, you know, they keep safety and health as their priority. So we are going to be required to, you know, have masks on, do all the proper distancing. And, you know, they're going to go above and beyond because that's how they do things. So they're going to make sure that we're safe and that we can have as normal of an experience as possible. And then with my internship, I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like, Mm -hmm. you know, with marketing. But I think those can both be seen as positive things. You know, we'll just take it day by day and see what happens. But um, something that has been a major loss for me would be, you know, this is my senior year. Mm -hmm. I'm a cheerleader at Liberty. I don't know if I mentioned that. And, you know, I don't, we're not really going to have a season. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be practicing. I'm going to be working out as of now and all of that. But game day, you know, that's not going to look the same. And that was, that's been one of my favorite things my past three years being a cheerleader at Liberty. So that is something that's very hard for me going forward saying, wow, you know, that was my last time cheering a football game. And Mm -hmm. I'm really going to miss that platform and the ability, you know, to interact with fans and students in that way. But I know if that door is being closed, that there will be another one that's open where I'm going to be able to, you know, use a different platform to be able to do the similar things like that. So is your team going to even be playing? You know, we're going to be practicing as of now, Okay. but they told us that if football is a thing, which it's looking like it will be, okay, that we will not be allowed on the field at all. So no, just the players and coaches, right? No spectators. There may be, they haven't decided exactly what that's going to look like. They talked about the number of a thousand, but that's going to be, you know, very Mm -hmm. limited to who, who that 1000 fan group is but cheerleaders will not be on the field. And that's all I know as of now. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's been so much. I, I mean, I think of, I don't know what age is the best age to be living in the current situation right now, because I think probably every season of life, there is some significant loss. But you referenced, I heard you say a couple of times that there are positives that can come out of this. So what do you think in your world what do you think are some positives that people could be gaining from the situation and even some of the losses that we're experiencing? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I'm already in Virginia, I've been here for about a month. Um, And just one thing that I've seen as a major positive is um, people coming together. So when, Mm. when I'm when I was at home, you know, more isolated, yep. I didn't have that community. And mm-hmm. I am big on community. I think we all need it. Absolutely. And I think a positive would be 
we're really seeing what's important. We're taking mm. a step back and we're saying, okay, me cheering on the field is not the most important thing in life. It's just not. And it's okay to say, yeah, that's a loss, but it's also would be bad if I said, you know, that's, that's the biggest deal ever. I'm going to be angry about it. You know, mm -hmm. you just have to move forward and say, okay, that's a loss. Let's get with my community of believers and friends mm -hmm. and focus on what's really important and take a step back. And I've really seen that just being here with some of my friends already. That's and so we've good. just been doing things a little more slowly. Mm -hmm. And it's been really beautiful to see that. That's a really good perspective because you certainly don't want to peak on the field of the football stadium at 21. All right. So that's such great perspective, even though that's so fun and such a great love that it's not, it's not your life. Right. Well, speaking of life, if you could go back and tell your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? Wow. That's good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed high school. Um, but I definitely didn't love it. And I know I've talked to you about that. I've talked mm -hmm. to your daughter about mm -hmm. that too. You know, looking back, it's, I would say I would hang out with people. I was a cheerleader. I had a lot of friends, but on the weekend, I didn't really have a group because mm -hmm. I was, you know, in the majority, in the minority of people that weren't going out or drinking or doing something, you know, more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So looking back, I would say, Ashley, it is okay that you don't fit in. It's a good mm. thing you don't fit in. You know, as a Christ follower, that's not what we're called to do. We're meant to stand out. And so looking mm. back, it's like, yeah, maybe I was lonely one Saturday night because I wasn't hanging out with this huge group by choice, of course. But, you know, that's not a big deal. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to stand out, to be different. And, you know, it's also been really cool for me. I've had those conversations with your daughter too. And just seeing mm. how she she sees that too. And that's kind of a priority for her. Yeah. I think I love that you've been able to have that perspective with our girls as well, and that she has been able to lean into you. And I think that that is why God gives us such incredible stories to share with other people so that they can learn from, from what we've already learned. And you're just, you know, five years maybe in front of her. I'm not sure, but it's been such a gift that she's been able to receive that from you as well. What is, we talk a lot on here about finding God's purpose in the promises that he's already given us. So what is a verse that has been something that you have clung to throughout your life or even in just recent years? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that I love in scripture is the metaphor of, you know, light and dark. We see that many times throughout scripture. And a verse that comes to mind is John 8, 12. And that says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Mm. And I just think that is, that's so beautiful, especially um, considering the darkness that we're seeing in our world, you know? Yeah. And I also think, this verse is so, so special because I think even a child can understand, you know, with the, the image of light and dark. I know for me, I'm scared of the literal dark. Like I come home to my apartment and you know, I am up. like, <laughs> scurrying. I'm scurrying to the light switch to turn it on. Cause I, I want to be able to see, I don't like the dark and to say, you know, Jesus is light and he is the light of life that we have within us. And that if we trust him and follow him fully, that we do not have to walk in that darkness. I think that's, you know, absolutely beautiful. And I think we see that 
two in John 1, 5. John 1, 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and it will not overcome it. And I think that's one that I've clung to more recently because of what's going on. You know, there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of things going on that are pretty crazy. We all know that. Um, But just knowing that Jesus is the light and that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome that has been something that's very comforting to me. That is such a great analogy. I don't think I've ever thought of that in relation to a child. And Mm -hmm. that is such a good analogy to be able to say, listen, when you're in the dark, you can't see clearly. And yet Jesus is the light in our life. And when he is in you, it is, he is going to shine in a way that you can see things more clearly. And you don't need to be afraid then because the light is on, the light is shining and you can see what's around you. That's so good, Ashley. Uh, I, I seriously love hearing your perspective on everything. And in 1 Timothy 4.12, it tells us, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And I love this verse because I think sometimes we as a culture, Christians, non-Christians, see the youth in our day and just think they're immature, they're, they're still developing, They haven't had enough life experience to be able to offer any impactful words of wisdom. But scripture tells us, no, no. I mean, right there in 1 Timothy, it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. So based on this verse and knowing that we can learn from the next generation, what can we who are years ahead of you learn from your generation, people who are in your age group? Yeah, absolutely. I think something interesting about my generation, my age group, is that our mindset, we want to change the world. We're Mm -hmm. very much impact minded. We want to do big things and we're not scared to do it. I think that's something that's really cool that a lot of people can learn from our generation. I think, you know, it can be dangerous if we want to have Mm -hmm. big impact and we have, you know, social media in ways that we can be super impactful in ways that we can change the world. So it can be dangerous if we're not doing it, you know, in the right ways, if we're not living by faith and purity and love and, you know, conducting ourselves with how we speak and all of those things. But if we're doing that and if we're, you know, more kingdom minded with how we want to change the world and how we want to think big and, you know, being impact minded that way, I think a lot of people could learn a lot from our generation. That's so good. I read a book called The Passion Generation, and it's specifically speaking about your generation and how people in, and I'm not sure what age range was represented in this book, but it's relatively new, and how people in your generation will give up provision to follow their passions. So, and we see that. We see that in the church. We definitely even see that culturally, that there are significant uh, platforms that justice issues that your generation specifically holds very tightly to and will speak up, will demonstrate, will go after, will become a part of. And that's, that's something very, very different that we're seeing today. So what's the inverse of that then? If that's what we, someone who is ahead of you in years, can learn from you, what could you then tell your current generation to be aware of that could be teaching those who are in front of you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, people are always watching. We know that. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, we have the ability to show our whole lives on social media. I mean, you know that, I know that. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all of it. So I think conducting yourself 
as a Christ follower, allowing people to see that light and to see that you're different um, and to see that the things that you want to change or the things that you're passionate about are things that, you know, Christ would be passionate about as well. I think that would be huge knowing people are watching to just monitor the way that we're using all of our platforms. Yeah, that's so good. How have you been able to kind of stay the course? I mean, you mentioned before that in high school, you chose to stay home on a Saturday night instead of going where your friends were, because your story is not very typical. I mean, a lot of people, if they're following Jesus at 21, they've had a conversion experience where they have a story that says, I was living this way and now I found Jesus and I'm choosing to live this way. And my life experience has been very similar to yours. And I remember growing up thinking, I don't really have much of a testimony because you think of great testimonies as being these huge, I was living so terribly and now I'm living in a different direction. But that's not your story and that's honestly not my story either of that huge 180 conversion. So what, what do you think has been in you that has led you on a path of constantly choosing to be set apart and to be different? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, growing up, one of the biggest things is I have incredible parents. I was in church. I was raised that way. I have incredible examples, both in my mom and my dad. But then at some point, it's not about your mom and your dad anymore. Right. And you have to say, okay, you know, I'm not under their roof. I have my own place. It's my time to choose you know, what I want. And I think, you know, just staying in constant communication with Jesus has kept, kept me grounded and rooted. If, Mm. you know, if I see myself straying away from that, it's much easier to fall into a different path or to choose differently. But when you're rooted in that and you say, you know, I surrender, I give it Mm. to you. I give my college experience to you. You know, these opportunities are yours. That's when you really see, you know, I'm choosing that and it's, it's working because, you know, Jesus is constantly working. And when you're staying in constant communication with him, you see that play out so beautifully. And I've seen that in my life. I love that. So what's next for you after college? Do you know yet? I don't know exactly. No. Um, of course, one of my priorities is finding a job. Yeah. It's a good diploma and get a job. (laughs) It's a good thing. (laughs) Yes. That would be my priority. I'm not sure if that's going to be here in Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, with Liberty. I know that there could be some incredible opportunities here, but just really just praying about it and seeing where I'm supposed to end up. But that is kind of what's next for me is job. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Your parents will be happy. <laughs> yes. very. <laughs> so I asked this at the end of each podcast. I asked two questions. One is when you aren't doing all things Ashley and Liberty University. What do you love? This is funny. So something that I love, not many people know this. I love to sing. I love to sing and I love Ashley. music. And you don't want to hear me sing. No, you don't want to hear me sing. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but I love to sing. And it's so funny, you know, even babysitting your kids, they yeah. love to sing and they can sing. So that's <laughs> a little bit different. No, but <laughs> singing brings me so much joy. So does oh, music. Yeah. I love you know, just turning on music, singing, worshiping by myself. I love that. It brings me so much joy. We (laughs) just, we have a a in-house stereo system and my husband, Andy, just started setting the alarm now that the kids are going back to school. So at 6.30, worship music comes on in our home every day. 
And I love it. I love waking up and having that music just playing over us. It really kind of eliminates the opportunity for there to be any bickering in the morning or any tension because you're just waking up to this worship music. It's I'm with you. I love it. I love it as well. Well, this podcast is called the Let It Be Podcast. So if there is a prayer that you could have answered that is either for yourself or for listeners or for people who are in your community, what would it be? Mm, That's great. Um, I think my biggest prayer would be that people know that Christ died for them and people know that they can have a personal relationship with him, especially during this time. We know depression is up, anxiety is up, suicide rates are insane right now. Um, And I just, I would just pray that if people could know, you know, Jesus and know that they can have a personal relationship with them, that that would change everything. And we, Mm -hmm. and we know that. And I would also pray, um, Lord, let them, let them see you through me, through my actions, through my speech. Um, And I think all of us as Christians have that responsibility to do that, especially right now. Yeah. To know him and to make him known. Mm -hmm. Let it be. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on my podcast. I know you're a crazy, busy college girl, and I'm sure you have many things on your to-do list today. So thanks for taking some time out and for loving my kids, for loving our family. We have loved yours immensely for all of these years. And thanks for being my friend. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Having conversations with the next generation might be one of my very favorite things to do. Ashley shared so much amazing insight regarding what we can be learning from today's young voices. In our conversation, we referenced 1 Timothy 4.12. Just as Ashley talked about learning to be bold, Paul is encouraging Timothy to be the same. He says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Paul goes on to tell Timothy to stay in the Word, to share it and teach it, and to embrace the gifts given to him by the Holy Spirit. And then he closes with verse 15. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Students, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Students, we need your voices now more than ever. Voices of truth, voices of grace, voices that point your generation, mine, and beyond straight to Jesus. Let it be. This wraps up our Back to School edition of the Let It Be podcast. You can stay up to date by following me on all the social media platforms at Becky Ziegenfuss. That's Z-I-E-G-E-N-F-U-S-S. We are praying for an amazing school year for all the teachers, students, administrators, leaders, and families. I hope that in some crazy way, God allows it to be the best year yet.